thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. Real news, real health, real quick. Hi, I'm Brett Hill. And this week in wellness, a study of 700 Geelong infants has shown that those whose dummies or pacifiers were sterilized or otherwise cleaned at six months of age were more likely to have a food allergy by 12 months of age. The Barwon Infant Study, published in the Journal of Allergy and Clinical Immunology, showed that babies whose dummies were cleaned with antiseptic were more likely to develop food allergies, and those for whom antiseptic use was persistent and repeated, even more so. Center of Food and Allergy Research Investigator and Murdoch Children's Research Institute PhD candidate Victoria Soriano suggests that this warrants further research into how good bacteria in the infant mouth and gut may help prevent food allergies. These findings support the growing recognition of the importance of good bacteria, known as the microbiome, in our mouth and gut on healthy growth and development, she said. With food allergies affecting up to 10% of infants in Australia and the risk of life-threatening anaphylaxis, more research is needed in order to help prevent allergies. As always, the links are in the show notes. Now, my opinion on this is this isn't surprising. We've already seen lots of links between the over-sterilization of our environment and various other conditions, particularly asthma. And so it's not surprising that this is also now being linked to allergies as well. You know, they, they, we really are conducting a massive experiment into these changes to our microbiome, changes to these important parts of our body. I mean, we know that we are more bacteria than we are human. You know, they play a huge role in the ecosystem that is the human body. And it really does then make us consider that, um, you know, what does this mean if we extrapolate this out? You know, we know that especially at the moment, especially in the last year or two, antiseptic use has been rife. You know, we've been using it everywhere, everywhere we go. We're wiping antiseptic onto our hands. No doubt that's getting into our mouths and into our guts. And this is having, I think, a massive impact on our bodies. And and really, who knows where this is going to be? You know, what are we doing to our microbiome at the moment? But also, how is this going to affect us in five years, 10 years, 20 years time? You know, particularly given this research, how is it going to affect our kids? But also, how is it affecting our adults as well? You know, we're seeing so many adults struggling with, with issues related to their microbiome. We're seeing enormous links between the microbiome and many health conditions, including mental health, continually, constantly more research coming out. And it's worth it considering that really we've been sterilizing babies' dummies for a long time. You know, it's taken a long time for this research to come out. It's taken a long time for this link to be drawn. And so that's worth considering when people say, well, you know, there's maybe not that much research linking antiseptics to other health conditions, but we just don't know. You know, until we ask the question, we're not going to find out the answer. So I think it's really important that we're mindful and ask ourselves, what is the real long-term cost of the germophobia that is going on at the moment, of our obsession with sterilizing everything and anything that we can get our hands on? And how is this going to affect our health in the medium term and in the long term? You know, I think we need to be really careful before we start introducing chemicals that can have such wide-ranging effects. The absence of evidence of adverse effects is not the same thing as the evidence of safety. You've been listening to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. To continue the conversation, find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash This Week in Wellness. If you like this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. And for more information about this and other projects from me, head to drbretthill.com. This podcast is brought to you by my new book, Rock Bottom. 
Bouncing back from rock bottom need not always be a complex recovery process that requires a degree in psychiatry to understand. Sometimes you just need real, simple, actionable advice that you can understand and follow step by step to find peace, healing and confidence. After getting divorced in 2013, I hit my rock bottom, physically, mentally and financially. I know what rock bottom is like and I know what I did to recover. This book is my story, but also the simple, actionable steps I took, and you can too, to bounce back from rock bottom and live the life you always dreamed of. Don't lose years of precious time with your family and friends. Read the book, take the actions, and start the path to recovery now. Marcus Pierce has called it a confronting memoir addressing the three words we fear most. Who am I? While Cindy O'Meara says it is a timeless book, Greta's mastered how to go from rock bottom and find a way back to the top. Grab your copy of Rock Bottom by heading to rockbottombook.com.au or clicking on the link in the show notes. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.